Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, so let's get into this Mike Schilt thing. And it really is not a Mike Schilt thing. This is a bigger thing. But obviously it involved Mike Schilt in last night's Padres-Giants game. Which was a little testy. In fact, there's more of this that I want to get into that's separate from this issue because we had some more about unwritten rules in that game last night, which I find interesting. You know, the rules where you don't bunt or you don't steal bases when you're up, uh, you know, I guess I don't I don't know what the exact number is, but I guess when you're when you're leading by too much. You should stop doing those things. And by the way, I also I, I agree with that at some levels of the sport, like when you have a team that's clearly a mismatch physically, like, you know, again, in youth sports, like I'm talking about, you know, there are times you run into teams where you're just too good for them or they're just too good for you either way. And I do think that there should be some decorum there, but look, it's the major leagues, man. We'll get into that in a few minutes, but if you can't stop a guy from stealing a bag in the big leagues, well, that's on you, man. We'll get to that in a minute. But the, the, the thing here is that there was a little bit, there was tension between the benches and Mike Schilt and the first base coach for the Giants, Anton Richardson, got into a verbal exchange. Now, as a part of that exchange, it seems like Schilt was yelling at Gabe Kapler, the manager of the Giants, saying, you need to control that mf'er, And that really got to Richardson. He got, he, Richardson was ejected, by the way, not for anything he said, but because he kept coming to the top step of the dugout while he was arguing and the umpires tossed him, which was really dumb. Really, really dumb. The umpires should not have tossed him. And by the way, I think Mike Schilt is in the wrong here yelling at another at it at the other bench. I don't I don't think you're I don't think that's okay. You're the third base coach for the Padres. If you want their manager to do something, go to your manager and have him have that conversation with the other guy. Yelling into someone else's dugout like that is not a good thing. I think that's crossing a line. But after the game, Richardson called um, the the reporters that were there to come down to the to the clubhouse. He wanted to tell them his side of this story of being ejected and everything, and he used the ter- <laughs> he said that Mike Schilt's words quote reeked undertones of racism that telling the bench or telling the manager that he needed to uh, control that blankety blank 
to him felt like it had racist undertones. And then that was the story all night and into this morning. It was everywhere. Headlines, like if you, if you looked at it on the trending thing, there was a trending, there, were, there was a trend on Twitter, Schilt racist. Which is a significant problem because number one, nothing that he said was racist. Now, I understand what Richardson's point is in the larger scheme of things. I understand that in his life experience, he may have faced discrimination where people talk to him in that way for those reasons. So I'm not saying that him having a negative reaction to that is inherently wrong. What I'm saying is that immediately going to the public with that Rather than addressing it with Schilt man-to-man first, which they did today, by the way, and totally cleared the air. And I'll tell you what they had to say today as a part of that. But the problem here is that the headline for 12 hours was that Schilt's comments, quote, reeked undertones of racism. That's the headline. And that's not fair to Mike Schilt. Because, first of all, nothing he said was related to race. I do understand, like, again, I understand Richardson's point here that, you know, talking to a man of color in that way, saying someone else needs to, quote-unquote, control him, I can get the emotional impact that would have on someone. But you're in a professional setting where all of you have the opportunity to talk before and after games. And this wasn't an instantaneous blow-up where he lost his cool. This was well after the game that he called people down to tell them this part of the story. So then the story became, well, Schilt said something that Richardson thought was racist. And that's that's such a difficult thing. Like, it's almost, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's really hard to put that genie back in the bottle. It's really hard to undo that because people have now seen the headline. People have now maybe just read a tweet. And are they even seeing the second story, which came out today? The two of them met before today's game and they buried the hatchet. They talked. Each guy understands each other. Mike Schilt apologized for, uh, and I'm going to read this from the story because I want to get this the right way. But Schilt apologized for basically the way that he went about it, for the language that he chose to use. And Richardson had his own statement. So let me read to you what what Richardson had to say about this. And uh, I found this, by the way, this is on The Athletic, but it's everywhere. I mean, it's been reported everywhere out of of San Francisco. But what, what Richardson said was, this is his quote today. He said, I think this is more something we both want to use as an opportunity to bring awareness to, sometimes words that are harmless are very insensitive to others. And it's really, it's just really important that we are conscious of the things that we're saying. And then he went on to say, and once again, Shilty has been a big supporter of the black community, and I appreciate him taking ownership and understanding of the impact of his words, and we can move on from this and play baseball. That's a, it's a perfectly good response. I, I, don't, I don't see any flaw in there at all. But you should have had that conversation with the man before you went public and trashed him. This conversation should have happened after last night's game. 
before somebody had to have their name attached to the term racist in headlines all over the country. So again, I think these are all valid concerns. If, if, if I were in Richardson's shoes, I might perceive it that way too. I don't know. I've never been in his shoes. And I think it's important to understand that we, when we aren't in someone's shoes, when we haven't lived their experiences, we don't know how we would react under the same circumstances. And I think that's an important thing to acknowledge in this. But there has to be a step between that feeling and blowing someone up publicly. And that step would be this very conversation happening before you blow them up. You know, I, I think that it, it this is this would be a really good story if it was done a little bit differently. If if we found out about this back and forth and that Richardson really took offense to that. And then they had a conversation after the game and sorted it out and Schilt apologized for what he said or how he said it, whatever. And Richardson said, listen, I just needed you to hear this because you don't always know what your words mean to other people and how you say things can, what it can mean. And you can learn from that. I mean, that's a, that's a good, it's a good thing, but see in between those two things, is a guy having his name attached to the word racist trending all over Twitter. So now here's what Schilt had to say about it. He said that his words were clearly misinterpreted. That was, those were his words. And then he went on to explain a little more. He said, I appreciate him clearing that up for myself and my family because it's really important that it's, that that is clear. He said, I don't know Antone's heritage. I can't walk in his shoes. I can only have empathy and love, which I do have, and I've always had in my life. I used inappropriate language, which is my biggest issue last night, and I apologize for that. And I'm sensitive to Antone's rightful understanding of our experiences, of what he feels is oppression that takes place in this world, and unfortunately, there's still an undercurrent to that. It's real to people. But also, by no way, shape, or form, was that in the context of what we discussed and what, we were, what was said last night. And again, I think there's a valuable conversation being had here. This is important for everybody to have a better understanding of each other. But we need to go directly from the offense to the conversation as opposed to going directly from the offense to an impromptu press conference. That would be more productive. So now we had the conversation. These two guys are on good terms. Yet there are people all over the country that never saw this second story. They only saw the sexy headline. They only saw the trend last night. And that's where, by the way, not only does Schilt have a lesson to learn here, and I think he, he, I mean, he seems to be saying the right things, you don't understand how people are always going to take what you have to say, and you do need to consider that. But at the same time, I hope Richardson learned the lesson here too, that it's important to have the conversation with someone who is a professional peer when it's in doubt. Like this is not a case of somebody using the N-word. You use that, there's no misinterpretation. You use that in anger in that way, I mean. 
Well, I mean, use that anyway. You're probably you're probably going to get yourself in trouble. But if that was the case, or if it was something similar, I don't think you got to go through that conversation. I think you can go straight to the go straight to go go straight to the press, and you can talk about that. But when it's any potential misunderstanding, have the conversation first. Don't have the confrontation, and then a press conference, and then the conversation. Do the press part after the fact. All right, let's change gears because this all came about, by the way, because of the unwritten rules of baseball. And I want to touch on that briefly um, because I, I think it, you know, it comes up every year. At some point, maybe somebody should write these down. But I also wonder how much these things really need to apply or whether or not maybe you agree with the Padres being upset with the Giants stealing a bag or putting down a bunt when they were up 9-1. to one. We'll get into that next up on KMLX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.